All right, welcome back to all of my truth seekers. And yet again today, we have another scandal, another uh, leak, shall we say. It's so funny how many of these leaks keep happening now, where we have these top secret documents or whistleblowers and all sorts of other things coming out the woodwork. So we've just had another one. And I've got to say that although a lot of people are surprised about it and shocked, to me, it's no surprise at all. I would have thought that this would have happened anyway. And it involves spying on people and censoring people. And if you post the wrong thing on social media, getting cancelled if you're a public figure and all sorts of other things like this. Now, for someone like me, this has happened for the last three years. Not because I've been massive anti, you know, everything going on, but just because I've been asking the right questions. I always look at all the modeling that they do and all the, the lockdowns and everything else. And I look at it very logically. I say, I don't want to hear the emotion. I don't want to hear, you know, opinions on it. Show me the data. Let me see the numbers. Let me see the data. And I'll make my own mind up on it. And that's what led me to make my own judgments on everything that's gone on over the last three years. And especially, you know, I was a big critic of lockdowns. I said from the start that lockdowns were the biggest possible mistake because what would happen was it would cripple the economy. We would go on to quantitative easing, which is money printing. Money printing 12 to 18 months later would cause huge amounts of inflation. We then have a cost of living crisis, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things have, have played out. So now people understand why I was such a big critic of it. And those people that attacked me quite fiercely have now done a U-turn and, and can kind of understand my position. But actually, this goes a lot deeper today. We're going to get into what's actually happened because the evidence has now come out that the British Army 77th Brigade, which is kind of like a joke, I guess, in a lot of circles, people always say 77th Brigade. And I actually asked someone about this recently and they thought it was a joke. A couple of people I spoke to thought it was a joke. This is not a joke. The 77th Brigade does actually exist. It is a real army unit that is there for alternative warfare, I guess is the best way to describe it. In fact, if we go to the shared screen, let me show you the website and I'll tell you the shocking thing that has taken place here. So here we are on the Army Be The Best website, 77th Brigade Influence and Outreach. So let's have a look then, challenge the difficulties of modern warfare. And I want to talk about modern warfare in another video and really get across some of these deep thoughts that I've been having around AI and how this is all going to play out in the next war. So we'll do that another time. But let me read this out. We are a combined regular, so that means your regular army and reserve unit. Our aim is to challenge the difficulties of modern warfare using non-lethal engagement and legitimate non-military levers as a means to, and here we go in red, adapt behaviors of the opposing forces and adversaries. Now, just think about this. Opposing forces, they're using military language, and adversaries. So who we are, they are an agent of change through targeted information activity and outreach, we contribute to the success of, again, military, not public, not medical emergencies and all this other stuff. 
objective in support of commanders, who are these commanders, whilst reducing the cost in casualties and resources. So here's the first thing we've got to address here. The last three years have not been a military operation, a war of one side against another. But actually, if you look at it from this perspective, from the government perspective, that is exactly how they have seen it. So some of the ways that we help, conducting timely and appropriate audience, actor and adversary analysis. Now, we'll look into who these adversaries were, and they were people like myself or journalists or anyone who had some sort of an influence. So were they properly utilized as a military force? Um, no, because they were paid by public funds and the public funds, I mean, it's so crazy to think that they were paid by the public to spy on the public in the same way that the government is paid to serve the public and they actually put their boot on the, the public. What else do they do? Collecting, creating and disseminating digital and wider media content in support of designated tasks. So this is the article that has just broke then around this. The army spied on lockdown critics. So now they've actually obtained these official records that proved that they were right all along. Military objectives were part of an operation that targeted politicians and high-profile journalists who raised doubts about the official pandemic response. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, because they talk about how you can do an information request, Freedom of Information Act request, I'm pretty sure that if I did one of these, the list would be endless. There would be huge amounts of data there, even though all I do is ask questions and I report on facts and, and data as I see it. So, of course, there will be some sort of bias and, and sway there, but it's as I see it personally. The same way if you do one of these FOI requests, there's probably a lot of data on you as well. They compile dossiers on public figures such as ex-minister David Davis, who questioned the modeling, which is right, I'm glad he did question the modeling, behind alarming death toll predictions, as well as journalists such as Peter Hitchens, Toby Young, their dissenting views were then reported back to number 10. So number 10 is number 10 Downing Street, for those of you not in the UK. According to a whistleblower who worked for the brigade during the lockdowns, the unit strayed far beyond its remit of targeting foreign powers. They said that British citizens' social media accounts were scrutinized, a sinister activity that the MOD in public repeatedly denied doing. And yet people still believe the government. It, uh, it amazes me. It also allowed ministers to push social media platforms to remove posts. So again, we already know this. We know about the back doors into Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, etc. And promote government-approved lines. And it's interesting, I mean, I'd love to know your thoughts on Twitter and Elon in the comments below as to what's happening at the moment now with Twitter and how I'm, a, not that I post a lot, I probably post once every couple of months or something like that because I tend to post in my Discord and, and private community. It does seem as though now on Twitter, before you couldn't say anything at all unless it was the official narrative, no matter how crazy parts of that narrative were, you couldn't say anything against it or you'd get censored or you'd just get kicked off the platform. It does seem though now that you can say a lot more. However, Facebook is still a no-go. YouTube is still a no-go. Even today with the amount of followers and monthly views and everything that I get, 
I am not permitted to say anything against what I said earlier, against lockdowns and any of the other policies that have come about. I am not allowed to talk about any medical data, nothing at all or I get strikes. I mean, it's crazy that you can't discuss statistics actually, but even like excess deaths and things like that over the last year. And, and again, I just wanna be clear because I've said this a lot of times, I don't think the excess deaths are just due to, let's say vaccines and, and stuff like that. Like I, I know a lot of you do think that. I think there's other things combined. I still think the fault of this lays at the government. And I think that um, a contributing factor of this is that there was no healthcare. It was closed down for such a long period of time and a lot of screening and cancers and all sorts of other things were missed. That is why I think there's a massive increase in certain conditions like cancers and everything else at the moment. I know some of you think it's all due to you know other things, but that is my theory on it. I think there's a lot more at play. I do think those things have caused a lot of issues and I think there's a lot of things going on, which we've talked about before, but I don't think everything that we're seeing is just from that one thing. The army whistleblower said, it's quite obvious that our activities resulting in the monitoring of the UK population, monitoring the social media posts of ordinary scared people. Now we're gonna, in a moment, just go on to the government contracts for this, which is even more proof. Uh, he says the most astonishing thing about the great COVID pandemic was how many attacks the state managed to make on basic freedoms without anyone much even caring, let alone protesting. And I completely agree with that. Although there were large protests, it's just people don't know about it because it wasn't in the media. Now is the time to demand a full and powerful investigation into the dark material Big Brother Watch has bravely uncovered. So this is the um, media outlet that's uncovered all of this. It's called Big Brother Watch. A Downing Street source last night said the units had scaled back their work significantly since the end of the lockdowns. Now we're gonna go on to all these contracts in a second, but I just wanna talk about that a moment in that the government is now, that's who is at Downing Street, by the way, if you're not in the UK, the government is now admitting this. They're saying, yeah, we did it, but we're now scaling it back, so that's that. And it's amazing that no one is coming out and it's not that no one's coming out, should I say. It's that there isn't enough power at the moment. The power is so concentrated within the government, within the media, within a couple of other organizations, that the general public just doesn't have any sway or power at the moment to say, hey, we want an investigation. And actually, even when there was an investigation, if you remember the, the vaccine safety um, investigation with, with the, the UK government, what happened there was that they didn't really even debate it. It was just one man that stood up. And again, watch this video um, if you want to waste an hour and a half of, what, of your life or however long it was. There was no debate. So I don't care what side of the fence you're on with all the vaccines. There was no debate. It was one man who stood up and read out a statement for a long time. A couple of other politicians talked, you know, stood up to say, hey, these are the concerns of our constituents. And they got absolutely blasted as conspiracy theorists and all this other thing. There is no debates going on. There are no inquiries going on. And you've got to ask yourself, why is that? And it's quite obvious. It's because the control is not with the people. And I think that's blatantly obvious over the last three years anyway. And I think this is a shame, everything that's happening at the moment. But 
I do see a lot of this unraveling. And I do think that in the years to come, and it won't be too far off, a lot of this is going to unravel. A lot of investigations will take place so that we have best practice for the next situation that's going to come up because we know there's another one coming up. And I do think a lot of people will be held accountable. I do. But also, I look at things with a silver lining as well. So what are the positives that have come out from, from this? Well, from my perspective and for many of you, we've learned that you, you just cannot trust the government. You can't trust them. What else? We have to rely on ourselves. We have to be independent, have our own uh, homesteads, or if you live in a big city, then at least you've got to take some sort of precautions, having some food stored, maybe getting a wood burner installed in your house so you've got alternative heating. You know, all these sort of things that you've got to think through now because I do still believe that we're going into darker times. I don't think that this is it. We've turned around now, everything's going to be great. I don't see that. I do see us going into darker times. And that is why I am extremely, extremely well prepared now, very self-sufficient. And I feel a lot more at ease because of it. But let's carry on by looking at these government contracts then. So we're on contract finder here. And there are a number of these contracts, disinformation, analytical support. So the closing date for this was the 23rd of December, 2020. How much was the value of the contract? 400 thousand pounds. That is taxpayer money that was used to spy on taxpayers. I mean, it's it's baffling really. Now, if you go to the bottom of these pages, you can often find the links with more information. And this is where you really get to the meat of what it is. So there's very detailed information and it tells you here, justificate, you know, it, it just goes into all the details. So if you want to ever find out the real detail behind these contracts. Click on the link and, and you'll get it. But there's a lot of them. L look, this is still going on. This was in May of 2022. This was a 503,000 pound contract, so half a million pound. We had this other one, detecting uh, COVID disinformation at scale. What does that mean? It's the general public. So this was another contract we had. And then if you look at who actually got these contracts, and again, I can't confirm this 100%, but it looks as though it was this company here, Faculty. And it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Stay one step ahead of harmful and illegal content. Terrorist propaganda. <laughs> you know, all the, the language on this page is, is pretty, uh, pretty crazy, actually. So overall, what did I learn from this? What did I take away from it? Well, not a lot, really. I've always known that whatever I put out there on social media is going to get tracked. It's going to get stored forever. For the rest of my life, someone, uh, somewhere, it's going to be in a data center. And anyone, whoever wants to see that data, see what I've put out, can just go there and look at it. So I know full well that there are risks with all the content I put out and all the questions that I ask. But honestly, I really don't care. What, you know, I'm not just going to start changing what I say and, and jeopardizing on my integrity and what my views and my beliefs just because I'm afraid that in the future some draconian government might come and, you know, throw me in prison like they do in other countries. This, this does exist in the world right now. You say the wrong thing against the government and they'll throw you in prison. And for some, they'll throw away the key. So these are things you've got to be aware of. Everything you say is being monitored. It is being tracked. And we have the evidence for it now. 
But hey, this is the big brother world that we now live in with the ministry of truth. And uh, it's not, I'm, I don't think this case is isolated just to the UK. I think that this was happening in pretty much every single country around the world. I really do. I think it's just that this has come out because of this whistleblower in the UK. And then people have done Freedom of Information Act requests at the same time, and they've got all this information. But I'm pretty sure you can do this in your country as well, or something similar, or it will eventually come out. And everyone's going to find out the same thing, that there was this giant campaign all around the world to go with a set narrative and you couldn't question the modeling, you couldn't question any of the details at all or else you simply got cancelled if you were a public figure. Now, yeah, for a, a lot of people who aren't public figures, you can pretty much say whatever you want. And the, the worst situation is they cancel your social media. But alas, this is the world we now live in with the uh, Ministry of Truth, Big Brother. And uh, I think with the advent of AI and everything else that's coming down the line, all these new government contracts as well, as well as digital currencies and, and everything else. I think it's only gonna get worse, my friends. Um, you know, take some action now. Think through your what you wanna do for the future. Do you wanna be under these draconian measures as we go forward? Or do you wanna have more freedom and, and take control of your life in a much stronger way? I know what I'm doing, um, but that's my decision. Your decision is your own. Thanks so much for watching today. Take care, God bless you and your family and I will see you tomorrow.